Make Me Laugh. Welcome to Make Me Laugh, the comedy pod driven by listener inputs. My name is Pete Z, and before we begin the whole, Pete, I made a list of five things to ridicule you part of the show, I need to put out a quick anecdote. Never attempt to disassemble a little tyke's basketball goal. What's going to happen when you disassemble this thing is going to take all of your strength to dislodge the basketball pole from the base plate. And in my case, the pole ended up slamming directly into the center of my face and causing great pain. What would have prevented this calamity? I'll tell you, forearm strength would have prevented it. Forearm strength, it's real, folks. I've gone over this with people ranging from a U.S. Army lieutenant general to an Australian in a bar in Hawaii to a man wearing ballistic safety goggles. It's all 100% facts, folks. On to the show. Five. The Fives. All right, this five is entitled Reasons to Go to the Auto Parts Store as Soon as Possible. It's from Griffin M. in Vermont. Number one, you and I both know it. You've been eyeing a new set of brake rotors for months. Number two, Face it, you're only going to the auto parts store to mess with the employees. Remember that time you got the guy to replace your battery and you accidentally threw battery acid on his Carhartt pants? (laughs) Number three, you're just dying to watch that old guy that works there scowl at you entering the store in your Banana Republic shirt and designer Steve Madden sneakers. (laughs) You'll be further related when you ask him what size replacement headlight bulbs you need, and he gruffly replies, make, model, year. Fourth reason to go to the auto parts store. Going to the auto parts store is one place you can enter, see the staff and customers, exit, and immediately feel like your life is not a complete mess. (laughs) Fifth and final reason to go to the auto parts store. There's a good chance the so-called college boy they hired will still be rummaging in the back of the store looking for that new palette of elbow grease. All right, Griffin, great topic. I love it. I always tell people here in the suburbs to go to the auto parts store. People in my area are always perplexed. Where should we go on vacation? We want an authentic American experience. Dude, stop trying to set up these crafted bullshit vacations where you go to some destination that is staffed you know, by people that have been coached and trained to make it seem authentic. It's fake. It's like you go to some nature tour and it's the same thing as Las Vegas, except they got granola, Birkenstocks and dispensaries. You go to uh, you go to Las Vegas and they tell you you're in Paris or Italy. It's fake. You take a gondola ride in the middle of some fucking casino. The nature shit is the same thing, except everyone's driving around in Subarus and snorting mushrooms and listening to uh, bluegrass music. It's Just different styles of fake. I'm serious. You want the American experience? It's right around the corner at the auto parts store. Go ahead. Slog through the fucking airport this summer. You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be drinking coffee, watching some old bastard tell a college kid to put jumper cables on a fucking windshield wiper. I'm going to be watching an old man at the auto parts store. I, the new manager, and wonder how he's going to fuck this guy up. I watched some soccer mom come into the auto parts store and get sold like seven sets of <laughs> halogen lights. I'm going to be sitting there sipping my coffee, watching an intern try to figure out how to hook, how to look up the price of a fucking, <laughs> a fucking diehard battery while an old man 
is standing there pulling out a flask of Uncle Billy's secret cough remedy from beneath the counter. This is American. It's as American as it gets, and it's fucking totally free. The only price of admission is my advice is to wear a professional-grade set of safety goggles into this place. That's it. The only downside to the auto parts store is when these Beverly Hillbillies run the store into financial ruin, and and then they end up bringing in some professional manager to run the store. I'll just caution you. If you ever enter an auto parts store and you see a clean-shaven, well-groomed, literate person at the counter, change of fucking vacation plans. Abort. There's only two things that can happen when you get a clean-cut, intelligent person running the auto parts store. One, they are so smart they end up tricking you into buying like, uh, you know, $750 worth of auto parts (laughs) shit with all these bullshit extended warranties. Or the second thing is the person is actually a serial killer. Think about it. Who the fuck is going to get all educated and literate and marketable and then go sell lug nuts? A fucking killer. That's who. But doesn't that actually, now that I'm talking about it, it adds to the mystique, you know, of the experience. Think of the stories you got. I'm telling you, Fred, for our family vacation, we went to the auto parts store. Yeah. You should have seen the look on the kid's face when this clean-cut manager, you know, came over the counter with a fucking tire iron and a multimeter. <laughs> it was fucking priceless. What? No, it was, it was completely free. We picked up, you know, Starbucks on the way home. But other than the uh, concussion I suffered, <laughs> it was probably the best trip we ever took, Fred. You know? The auto parts store, people. Who fucking knew? Ten minutes down the street... And yet a slice of America. Male, 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 male. Oh, the wonderful mailbag coming in today from Kim D. in Texas. She writes, Pete, you mentioned you had a scale to rate people. I have a hard time figuring people out. So any advice is much appreciated and kind regards and all that stuff, Kim D. in Texas. Yes, Kim, let's do a little spring cleaning, shall we? After you hear what I'm about to say... And you can go out and score people objectively and effectively. I can guarantee, Kim, you're going to have success. And the reason is you're never going to talk to another person ever again. You think it's me just being grouchy and grumpy? Well, how about the following quote from Charles Bukowski, which was also used and cited by the great Eddie Vedder on one of Pearl Jam's early album notes. And the quote is, I like people. I just like it better when they're not around. Okay, people are very hard to read. It's difficult to take an accurate stock of the people that you encounter. How do you know if you like a person, if you dislike a person? Can you trust them? Will they try to uh, throw you down a fucking flight of stairs? You know, and some people say, oh, Pete, I just know that in my heart, if I really like the person in your heart, dude, your heart is busy pumping blood through your system. Your heart doesn't have time to judge people accurately. You need help to discern, you know, between friend and foe. How do you know if you like a person, Pete? The way you know if you like someone and if they're a good person is to realize you got to measure it, right? We measure everything in this fucking culture. Power rankings, ratings, scales, metrics, metadata. We measure it all. But we don't measure the one thing that actually matters. Human relationships. When it comes to human relationships, we just fucking wing it. 
You know, well, he seems like such a nice person. Yeah, probably a serial killer. Well, he, you know, he remembers my name. Probably a fucking stalker. Well, she brings me these, always brings me these little gifts to me. Probably a fucking scammer, you see? You see these arbitrary emotional reactions? It ends up getting people hurt. What should we do, Pete? First, you need to take action, and I have you covered with MML here. First, you need to accept you're looking at it wrong. It's not about, this is honest, it's not about how much you like someone. It's really about how much you dislike them, right? It's too emotional or surface-based to assess how much you like someone. He's cute. She dresses nice. She drives a Tesla. Okay? If you drive a fucking Tesla, get in your fucking Nissan Armada and get away from my podcast, if that's you. Okay? Dislike is the key. And to dislike someone, you really, you should have specific reasons. It could be anything. You know, he looks creepy. She lies to my face. You know, he, he, he drives a Pontiac vibe. I fucking hate him, right? You got spe- <laughs> to be specific about this stuff. Someone stole money from you. Someone murdered your uncle. Someone watches the real housewives. These are valid, hypothetical, but valid reasons. And what you want to do is make a list. You know, I think mentally is best to make the list because you don't want to type all this down on your phone and then accidentally you know, text out some big long list of the reasons that you think people suck. (laughs) Because the first time you post out a list of reasons that you hate your Aunt Bessie, you know, she's going to come for you with a fucking knife, zip ties, and some of those little little Debbie's cakes (laughs) to, to lure your ass in. Right? Step one, make a list. Step two is very simple. You assign scores from zero to 100. Zero is basically a perfect person that you can't find any faults with. But let me tell you, everybody has flaws. So if you end up with a bunch of zeros on your list, you're fucking lying to yourself. You're going to be miserable. You need to begin a process of self-examination or you're going to resort to fucking substance abuse or something. It's the only way you're going to survive. This is all science-based stuff. Now, the other end of the spectrum is a score of 100. It represents basically the worst possible people you can imagine. I'm not, I'm talking really bad people. So, you know, if you, there's someone, you know, I don't know, that texted you an emoji that you didn't like, that's not a hundred on the scale. I would say reserve 90 or above on the scale for criminals, pedophiles, people that are scourges of society. If you want to throw a few Tesla owners on there for fun, just do it. It's, (laughs) it's, it's your ratings. I'm just providing some rough guidelines so that you don't make some list and then go on some insane seven state killing spree. Pete, we really like this idea. What's the 100-point scale called? The scale, the rating, the metric is called the DBQ. Q stands for quotient. DB, you figure it out, okay? And if you really allow yourself to think honestly, this might make you mad about people. might cause you to recall some crap that you've been suppressing. But just take note of the number. You don't want to end up in prison serving some life sentence because you weren't invited to someone's birthday party. At the same time, you can't just blow stuff off. One of the things I found when I went through the DBQ exercise for myself was it made me reflect back on several discussions that I've had with people over the years. And I noticed upon reflection, they were quite disingenuous. I I finally realized that some of these people used me. They lied to me. Do I want to take revenge? Not really. The sweetest revenge. 
It's just me knowing that they were using me, knowing that it'll never happen, knowing the fucking signs. DBQ, it may infuriate you. If so, anonymously write up a five when you get mad. Send it in. Punch it up. You'll feel better about it. All right, quick break. Right back. Pete Z. Sounds like. All right, Pete Z. Sounds like this week coming in from Bix Bess in the DMV. Number one, Pete Z. Sounds like the guy you see in a strip mall parking lot frantically searching his pockets for the keys to his 2013 Ford Escape. (laughs) Picture it. Yeah, me standing there with orthopedic shoes on, safety goggles, looking completely aimless. (laughs) While the car alarm is going off like 17 feet away. Completely oblivious. Pete sounds like the guy who announces to his family, this ends right here and right now. And nobody even looks up from their phone. <laughs> yes, welcome to 2023. Yeah, good Lord. Pete sounds like the chairman of a committee investigating illegal drugs who secretly gulps down handfuls of pills provided to him as free samples by the pharmaceutical lobby. (laughs) Hypocrisy, yes, that's what it is, and I've got more on this topic coming soon. Senator, I have never heard of TikTok. Meanwhile, the senator has fucking four burner accounts. (laughs) Final Pete sounds like a man that is so out of touch with modern culture that he thought the West Coast offense was a rap collaboration. <laughs> Good work, Bix Bess. Love the submission. Work the forearms, Bix, and you'll be in business. All right, folks, this was a very fun episode for me, sort of cathartic. And I hope it was for you, too. If you got comedy content you'd like to hear on the pod, just shoot it to me at PeteZComedy at Gmail. If you like the show, tell a trusted colleague, and we will see you next week. 